Well, good morning. It is Friday, Friday. For those of you who care, most of us have to work on the weekends. Uh, Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Thank you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow, and you can, uh, tw- or this weekend, and you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, today is Friday. Don't forget to look for that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when politicians throw something out there in the uh, late Friday news cycle in the hopes that it'll disappear over the weekend and nobody will know anything about it. Let's start with, uh, I guess, Russia and Ukraine, the war there going on. The U.S. Justice Department announced two U.S. nationals were arrested in Kansas City yesterday for allegedly sending U.S. aviation technology to Russia, Cyril Greg Boyanovsky and Douglas Robertson are facing several charges, including exporting controlled goods without a license, falsifying and failing to file electronic export information, and smuggling goods contrary to U.S. law. Their arrest is the most recent move by the Justice Department's task force, Klepto Capture, made up of federal prosecutors, investigators, and analysts, which has worked for the past year to wage a global campaign against money laundering and sanctions evasion in support of the Russian government. According to prosecutors, the two men, you, uh, 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 the two men's U.S.-based Can Russ Trading Company sold and installed Western electronic equipment for airplanes and allegedly sold equipment to Russian companies and provided repair service for Russian aircraft. Uh, to get around U.S. sanctions, prosecutors said uh, Buyanovsky and Robertson concealed who their clients were, lied about how much products cost, and were paid through foreign bank accounts. Prosecutors say uh, Buyanovsky and Robertson discussed their options for continuing to send shipments to at least one client in Russia, including by sending shipments through a third through third-party countries. According to the indictment, a Conros shipment in February 2022 was flagged by the Department of Commerce because it did not have proper licensing. Soon after, Robertson, who was a, a, a commercial pilot, allegedly told a Russian-based client that things are complicated in the U.S. and that invoices needed to be less than $50,000 because otherwise they would be more, uh, there would be more paperwork and visibility adding that this is not the right time for either. A shipment to that Russian client was later sent through Laos. Boy, I tell ya. Uh, yeah, these guys are, are picked a really bad time to uh, uh, skirt U.S. law to supply stuff to Russia. This is a really bad time to do that. You maybe could have gotten away with it uh, with a slap on the wrist. Yeah. 10 years ago, or 15 years ago, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and his counterparts from India, Japan, and Australia have said in a statement following a meeting in New Delhi, the U.S. or threat, 
the use or threat of U.S. Oh, let's try that again. The use or threat of use of nuclear weapons is inadmissible. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony, uh, referring to uh, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, the use of um, Anthony Blinken had warned that if we allow with impunity Russia to do whatever it's doing in Ukraine, then that's a message to the would-be aggressors everywhere that they may be able to get away with it too. U.S. spokesman Ned Price said U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke to his Ukrainian counterpart and discussed Blinken's brief conversation with Russia's uh, Sergei Laptog Lavrov. Uh, Price added, <clears throat> the secretary underscored to Foreign Minister uh, uh, to uh, Foreign Minister Kaliba that United States enduring support for Ukraine as it defends itself against Russian brutal attacks, including the ongoing targeting of civilian infrastructure and resulting civilian casualties. Uh, let me take a break here and make sure my phone is uh, properly uh, set up. There we go. I don't want uh, us to be disturbed while I do this report. Don't mind me. Continue listening to me doing nothing. <laughs> Where was I? Um, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters that cr- the uh, Kremlin says it will take measures to prevent a repeat of Thursday's border incursion by what it called a Ukraine-backed nationalist. He said, of course, uh, yesterday's terrorist attacks will be investigated and measures will be taken to prevent similar events in the future. But a Ukrainian presidential advisor accused, uh, accused Russia of staging the incident as a false Provocation, a false flag. Ukrainian presidential advisor uh, Mikhail Podlyak said Ukraine is not involved in internal conflicts in Russia, referring to the Bryansk attack. Podlyak tweeted, Explosions at critical facilities, unidentified drones attacking our, uh, Russian Federation's regions, clashes of gangs, partisans attacking populated areas, All these are direct consequences of the loss of control inside the Russian Federation and consequences of war. Ukraine is not involved in internal conflicts in the Russian Federation. Our Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lapdog Lavrov, said that Russia will not let the West blow up gas pipelines again and that Moscow would no longer rely on the West as an energy partner. Moscow has accused the West of being responsible for the blasts that damaged the Nord Stream pipelines in September. More than the West, they have said that it was the United States. Uh, Germany has asked Switzerland to sell it some of its mothballed Leopard 2 tanks in a deal that could allow Germany and other countries to increase military aid to Ukraine. Germany wants Switzerland to sell some of the tanks back to the manufacturer, uh, Rheinmetall, which would allow the company to backfill gaps in the armaments of EU and NATO members. Uh, Germany, Poland, Portugal, Finland, and Sweden are, are among the countries sending Leopard tanks to help Ukraine defend itself against Russian attack. 
creating gaps in their own arsenals. Now, the tanks that they would get from Switzerland would be used to backfill, but then they would not be allowed to send them to Ukraine. Uh, Russia is seeking an official explanation uh, from its ally, Serbia, about media reports saying that the Balkan... What? Serbia isn't a... Oh, a Balkan country, not a Baltic. Uh, uh, The Balkan country has delivered thousands of rockets to Ukraine. A Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman, uh, Maria Zakharova, said late yesterday that the possible arming of Ukraine represents a serious question for Serbian-Russian relations. Uh, Serbia and Russia has had pretty good relations even up until now, which is really crazy. Uh, The media reports that first uh, came uh, from uh, pro-government Russian media last month says a Serbian state arms factory has recently delivered some 3,500 missiles for the Grad multiple rocket launchers used by both the Ukrainian and Russian armed forces. Serbia's defense minister has denied the country exported the 122mm rockets, but left open the possibility that they could have gotten there via a third party. In other words, they sell them to other nations, and then suddenly those other nations turn around and send them to Ukraine. Uh, Serbia has moved toward the West recently, uh, away from uh, a Russian friendship, and has uh, applied to be part of the EU, but is not yet admitted. Uh, They have not aspired yet to be part of NATO, even though they are relatively deep in the EU. Uh, They are just, uh, I guess, just west of Romania. Romania is the country just on the other side of uh, Moldova next to Ukraine. So they are two countries, three countries west of uh, Ukraine. And uh, and, and only uh, uh, two, two countries, one country. One country east of uh, the Mediterranean, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look at a map. Ukrainian authorities unearth, uh, have unearthed people who were hastily buried in makeshift graves during Russia's brief occupation of villages and towns near Kiev uh, to identify victims and investigate alleged war crimes. Uh, there is also news of more uh, um, graves found near uh, Badu? No. Is it Badu? I believe. I believe. I'd have to look. I I, I didn't write down that news story. Uh, Ukraine yesterday ordered the evacuation of vulnerable residents from the frontline city of Kupiansk and adjacent northeastern territories as fears mount Russia will retake that key city. And it's a uh, rail hub. Uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin head of Russia's Wagner Mercenary Force, says his fighters surrounded the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut and that Kyiv's troops had only one road left. Uh, Ukrainian forces clinging to the eastern city of Bakhmut have dug new trenches in an attempt to hold back Russian attackers. Volodymyr Nazarenko, deputy commander in the Ukraine National Guard, told Ukrainian NV Radio, fighting is going on in Bakhmut round the clock. The situation is critical. They need those tanks right away. So uh, on Yevgeny Prigozhin, we have more of his history now, according to some hacked documents. 
According to the documents, he was born on June 1st, 1961 in Leningrad, which is today uh, it's uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, he's the son of a nurse and a mining engineer who died when Prigozhin was nine. Wow, just like Hitler. Middle-class father died when he was a kid, except I think Hitler was uh, 13 when his father died. Uh, you can check that and let me know. I'm not sure if I got that right. I guess Prigozhin is a boy from Brazil. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, a, a movie you really should see, uh, The Boys from Brazil. Uh, what it was, was it was, um, it was, uh, uh, it was a movie about, uh, somebody who took, uh, Hitler's genetic, uh, material and, uh, cloned some boys and brought them up and did things in their life to make them just like Hitler. Like, like these, these boys, there was this alleged plot to kill their fathers when they reached a certain age. Right, and they were all middle class workers, and it was just like, anyway, it's a it's a it's a fun movie to watch. Um, continuing, uh, Prigozhin was prom- uh, was a promising skier. Uh, Prigozhin left the sport due to an injury and later worked as a trainer at a children's sport school. In 1979, he received a suspended sentence for theft, and two years later, he was convicted on four charges ranging from armed robbery to fraud, to involving minors in criminal activity, and sentenced to 13 years in a penal colony. Prigozhin violated the terms of his confinement on a regular basis until 1985, when in solitary confinement he started to read intensely. In 1988, the Russian Supreme Court reduced his sentence to 10 years, noting that he had begun corrective behavior. In order to earn money, he requested to be transferred to a residential colony, for timber work, uh, which the document characterized as extremely hard labor. Upon his release in 1990, Prigozhin began but didn't complete a pharmaceutical degree. He married and uh, had three children and for much of the 90s ran a food store network. Prigozhin's biography uh, credits a visit to the U.S. in 1993 with the inspiration to launch a fast food chain in Russia, which led to his opening of a network of more than 100 100 hot dog dog kiosks and earned him his first $1 million. In the following years, Prigozhin opened a food manufacturing factory, a bar, and an upscale restaurant on a used ship, which immediately became the most fashionable place in St. Petersburg. He eventually consolidated his ventures under Concord Management and Consulting, a network of restaurants, fast food companies, and construction businesses working on commercial properties. He began catering for Russian political leaders in 2000, just as Putin ascended to the presidency. By the time of the presidential election, uh, elections, Yevgeny Prigozhin was a successful businessman and one of the best in the business segment. The summary of his professional accomplishments at the uh, accomplishments at this point included a three-page list of world dignitaries for whom he held dinners and receptions and includes a note that he personally served the heads of states. Guests ranged from U.S. Uh, uh, from former U.S. Presidents George Bush and Bill Clinton to U.K. Prime Minister Tony Blair and then Prince Charles of Wales, as well as presidents and royals from dozens of other countries. Among the occasions 
catered by Prigozhin were Putin's 2003 birthday party and the 2008 inauguration of Dmitry Medvedev, that psycho you and I talk about, who succeeded Putin to the presidency for four years. That year, according to the document, Concord uh, was recognized as the best Russian brand. That was his brand. You know the rest. Prigozhin remains under indictment in the U.S., has since publicly admitted to his role in the election interference with his trolls from Ogino, which I've talked about many times. He started the Wagner Group. The U.S. government has recently listed Wagner as a transnational criminal organization, and some in Congress have called for designating it as a foreign terrorist organization, which I don't know why that has not happened yet. And that is the history of Prigozhin. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world this wonderful Friday before your weekend. Let's start with that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Yes, you like these stories, don't you? The Justice Department said yesterday that Trump doesn't deserve absolute immunity from three civil lawsuits accusing him of inciting the Capitol attack on January 6, 2021. In an appeals court filing, department lawyers said no part of a presidential's official responsibilities include the incitement of imminent private violence. By definition, such conduct plainly falls outside the president's constitutional and statutory duties. A three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals will decide whether to allow the lawsuits to continue. The panel heard oral arguments about whether to dismiss the cases in December, but asked the Justice Department to weigh in. Chief Justice uh, Sri Srinivasan and Judge, uh, Judges George Katsas and Judith Rogers are hearing the case. Uh, Srinivasan was appointed uh, to the appeals court by Barack Obama, Katsas by Trump, and Rogers by Bill Clinton. I'm reasonably sure Trump will lose three to zip. Uh, and by the way, the stress, the stress that I went through during the insurrection and the run-up to the insurrection was extreme. Not only was I targeted by the FBI when I saw the insurrection coming and wanted to defend against it, the stress coming from the fear of losing our country to a dictator still makes me physically ill. I definitely have a case against Trump and I should file a lawsuit. Every congressperson has a case. Every senator has a case. The vice president has a strong case, as do AOC and Nancy Pelosi, because their lives were in the most danger, in mortal danger. There were threats of murdering them. The Capitol Police officers and anyone who was hurt by Trump's actions, including me, should sue Donald Trump. There are three current lawsuits. Ten House Democrats filed a lawsuit accusing Trump of violating the 1871 Ku Klux Klan Act, which sought to protect lawmakers from threats or intimidation against carrying out their duties. The lawsuit filed in February 2021 initially named Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, the Oath Keepers, and Proud Boys, uh, far-right groups with dozens of members charged criminally in the attack. Representative Benny Thompson initially was a lead plaintiff in the lawsuit, but dropped out when he became head of the House committee that investigated the insurrection. Uh, the remaining litigants are current or former, represent, uh, or, or former representatives. 
Bonnie Coleman Watson of New Jersey, Karen Bass of California, Pramila Jayapal of Washington, Maxine Waters of California, Jerry Nadler of New York, Henry Johnson of Georgia, uh, Stephen Cohen of Tennessee, Barbara Lee of California, Veronica Escobar of Texas, and Marcy uh, Kaptur of Ohio, all Democrats. Representative Eric Swalwell of California, also Democrat, filed a lawsuit in March 2021 accusing Trump of knowing about the conspiracy to attack the Capitol and doing nothing to stop it. His lawsuit also targeted Giuliani, the former president's son, Donald Trump Jr., and Representative Mo Brooks uh, from Alabama, who each spoke at the Trump rally near uh, the White House before the attack. Uh, U.S. District uh, Judge uh, Amit Melta dropped uh, Trump Jr., Giuliani, and and Brooks from the cases by ruling their speeches at the rally and other actions didn't make them part of the alleged conspiracy. Uh, Two Capitol Police officers, James Blassingame and Sidney Hemby, filed a lawsuit alleging Trump's conduct incited the riot by urging his followers to try to overturn the election results. Trump's lawyers have argued he is immune from lawsuits for several reasons, but nothing has stuck so far. Government lawyers said it is not a rule of absolute immunity for the president, regardless of the nature of his acts. The district court also correctly rejected Trump's uh, categorical assertion that whenever or wherever a president speaks on a matter of public concern, he is immune from civil suit. Um, let's move on to the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving. Yesterday, the House Ethics Committee announced it is officially moving forward with a probe into uh, Representative George Santos as legal issues and calls for him to resign for extensively lying about his resume and biography pile on. Uh, The Ethics Committee said in a news release that it voted to set up an investigative subcommittee with authority to look into a number of issues, including whether Santos may have engaged in unlawful activity related to his 2022 congressional campaign. The investigative panel will look into and determine whether Santos may have engaged in unlawful activity with respect to his 2022 congressional campaign and maybe the 2021, right? Uh, Failed to properly disclose required information on statements filed with the House, violated federal conflict of interest laws in connection with his role in in, uh, firm providing fiduciary services and or engaging in sexual misconduct towards an individual seeking employment in his congressional office. We've talked about all those stories. Uh, I'm going to call that more than just ethics violations. There's some criminal stuff there. Uh, His office Twitter account wrote, Uh, The House Committee on Ethics has opened an investigation and uh, Congressman George Santos is fully cooperating. There will be no further comment made at this time. Uh, Federal prosecutors in New York were also looking into issues surrounding his wealth and loans totaling more than $700,000 he made into his 2022 campaign. Uh, Santos has repeatedly said the cash he put into his campaign was legally obtained. I guess we shall see. Of course, that will be at a snail's pace under a Republican-controlled committee. Speaker McCarthy 
has promised to remove Santos if he is found to have broken the law. He has said that the people of the district elected him and Santos should not be removed. But that's not what happened, is it? Someone else was elected entirely, but it wasn't George Santos. That person who was elected is someone who doesn't exist. And therefore, Santos should be removed, right? Uh, the people elected somebody else, right? It certainly wasn't George Santos. It was someone else that was described. Anyway, uh, today, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is giving a surprise visit to Washington. Last time he was uh, here was before Russia invaded. Uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has turned uh, Schultz, uh, who took office just two months before the Russian invasion, by the way, uh, turned him into a crisis leader, overseeing Europe's largest economy and the most powerful democracy during the worst violence on the continent since World War II, which, of course, was caused by his country. Uh, <clears throat> he's here to meet with Biden. Uh, the overwhelming topic of discussion will be Ukraine. The two men have each recently visited with the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, who is pressuring the West for more powerful weapons as he prepares for a spring counteroffensive against Russia. A senior administration official said the over, uh, overarching purpose of this meeting was a chance for the two leaders to be able to coordinate specifically on Ukraine. They could also touch on recent intelligence suggesting China is considering provided Russia with lethal aid. Uh, Biden also plans to announce another round of uh, military assistance for Ukraine today. <clears throat> the new package will mostly include ammunition for weapons systems that Ukrainians already have, you know, like the HIMARS. Uh, Schultz may use today's meeting to raise with Biden his ongoing discussions with other European leaders about providing security guarantees for Ukraine as a way to begin the process of negotiating an end to the war. Uh, Russia will not last the year. I'm going to say that right now. Russia will not last another year. They are going to go bankrupt. They will not be able to do anything. A little bit of mocha today. Again, just like yesterday. Um, <clears throat> moving on. No laws can be made that violate treaties that the United States have with other countries or other uh, nas uh, international organizations. But the Supreme Court may have done just that. Uh, violated a treaty. In June 2022, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. This may have violated the country's obligations under international law. In a letter sent yesterday from nearly 200 organizations and individual advocates, asks a pair of United Nations working groups, along with 13 UN-appointed independent human rights experts, to take immediate action. The letter says... Uh, by overturning the established constitutional protection for access to abortion and through the passage of state laws, the U.S. is in violation of its obligations under international human rights law codified in a number of human rights treaties to which it is party or signatory. These human rights obligations include but are not limited to uh, the rights to life, health, privacy, liberty, and the security of a person to be free from torture and other cruel and human 
or degrading treatment or punishment, freedom of thought, conscience, and religion or belief, equality, and non-discrimination, and to seek, receive, and impart uh, information. The signatories urge the UN mandate holders to take up their calls to action, which include communicating with the U.S. regarding the human rights violations, requesting a visit to the U.S., convening a virtual stakeholder meeting with the U.S. civil society, uh, calls for the U.S. to comply with its obligations under international law, and calls for private companies to take a number of actions to protect reproductive rights. Now, what could happen is the Department of Justice could file a brief with the Supreme Court and state that its decision has violated international law, and in that case, the court may have to act. I don't know how this would happen. This is a very unusual circumstance, but I guess we will hear uh, about how it will happen sometime in the near future. Maybe. Unless everybody just ignores it. Time to call out Biden, because he should know better. Uh, and, and it's on that D.C. rights bill. Yesterday, Biden told Democratic senators during a Capitol Hill luncheon that he would not stand in their way if they wanted to break with party line and vote with Republicans. Later in the day, Biden made his decision public, writing in a tweet that while he believes in D.C. statehood and home rule, he doesn't support some of the changes D.C. council put forward over the mayor's objections, such as lowering penalties for carjackings. The president said, if the Senate votes to overturn what D.C. Council did, I'll sign it. Lawmakers representing Washington were dismayed by Biden's announcement and his undoing of their efforts. Democrats had betrayed them, some said. Uh, Councilman Zachary Parker wrote on Twitter, this is D.C.'s councilman, we need their reaffirmation reaffirmation that the more than 600,000 residents who call D.C. home have a right to local self-governance. A directive issued last month known as a statement of administration policy indicated White House support for the criminal code revisions. Uh, the document said Congress should respect the District of Columbia's autonomy to govern its own local affairs. This about face and policy was clearly a political decision to stop Biden from being labeled, quote unquote, soft on crime at the expense of the rights of the people in D.C. to self-govern. Remember Washington, D.C.'s license plates. What do they say? They say taxation without representation because that's what's going on. Um, So how's the privately run organization ERCOT doing in Texas this week? ERCOT, the Electric Reliability Count, Energy Reliability Council of Texas. That's what ERCOT stands for. That storm system that brought several feet of snow to California has moved west. More than 60 million people are under threat of severe storms today, and nearly 80 million people from Texas to Pennsylvania are under high wind alerts, including almost the entire state of Tennessee. 
Damaging winds, isolated large hail, and a few tornadoes could be seen from southern Indiana through Kentucky and Tennessee and into northeastern Alabama and northwestern Georgia. According to Power Outage U.S., about 120,000 people in Texas were still without power today from the last storm, including about 8,000 people in Metro Dallas-Fort Worth, Collin County, where winds were strong enough to knock over four 18-wheelers. Remember what the R in ERCOT means. Energy Reliability Council of Texas. Reliability. In California and regulated areas, power may go out for a short time, like where they get 10 feet of snow. But people don't go days without power, like what happens in the energy reliable state of Texas. Oh, by the way, that state, run by Republicans who still say anthropogenic global warming does not exist. They still say this. Wow. Now, a story from my home state, my home state of Maryland. Not just my home state, but my home city. I have a degree from the University of Maryland in College Park. I grew up in that neighborhood. I used to walk around University of Maryland when I was a child. I used to deliver newspapers to the, uh, I had a paper route when I was a child. And I used to deliver newspapers to the uh, off-campus housing right next to University of Maryland. Uh, Prince George's County, police chief, Malik, uh, Prince George's County, that's the county where the University of Maryland is. Uh, Prince George's County, uh, police chief Malik Aziz said yesterday, during yesterday's news conference with Jessica Garth, a representative from the state's attorney's office, Patrick Wohan, the mayor of College Park, Maryland, resigned after authorities arrested him on 56 counts of child pornography-related charges. Wohan is in custody at the Prince George's County Department of Corrections and will soon meet a commissioner who will make a determination on Wohan's bond or whether he will be held uh, 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 or, or, or whether he will be released on pretrial release. Uh, if he is not released, he will, be, he will see a judge. Um, that hearing will most likely be tomorrow. Wohan sent a letter of resignation last night, and his resignation is effective as of today. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Friday, March 3rd, 2023. I truly appreciate you coming every day. Thank you so much. Bring someone with you today or this weekend. That would be awesome. And don't forget, Friday's Flaming Bag of Crack. Don't forget to look look for it on your doorstep. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.